This is Terrio Media. So you want to be a real estate investor, but you don't want to do the work. If there were only a way where someone else could do it for you, now there is. Tune in here each and every Tuesday on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show for Turnkey Tuesdays with your host, Mercedes Torres. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays brought to you by Epic Real Estate Investing. My name is Mercedes Torres, your turnkey girl, and I am lucky enough to be partners in crime with Mr. Matt Terrio, the guy who created the Epic Real Estate investing empire. If this is your first time here, welcome. Welcome, amigo. Glad you made it. Just to go over some basic ground rules of the show, I created this real estate investing turnkey podcast for busy people, busy people just like you who understand the importance of real estate. They just don't have the time to do it themselves or perhaps are too afraid to take the first step or are just tapped out with time to just grow their real estate investing portfolio. So today, I invited a very special guest to our show. You know, I I always say my guests are special because they are so special. They're so special to me because, well, once I start working with you, I just go all in with my clients and I get to know them on a personal level. And that's what happened with Alex and Natalie. Alex, ironically, was referred to me by a friend of his. Um, Alex is a full-time police officer in the city of Los Angeles, and he was referred to me by another full-time police officer that is one of my clients. You know, I always think to myself, what do they do, sit in their patrol car and talk about everything under the sun except crime. (laughs) So uh, in this case, he confirmed that they do a lot of uh, small talking and talking generally. And um, Alex called me about five years ago, and we did what we called at the time a passive income audit, where I helped him figure out what can happen and what he can do and how real estate investing Uh, turnkey real estate investing specifically works. And Alex very humbly and um, very nice said to me, you know what, Mercedes, I don't think I need you. I think I can do this all on my own. It's not rocket science. I can do it. So I said, dude, go for it. More power to you. I've been there. I've done that. And I wish you the best on your journey. And that was five years ago. So fast forward to the beginning of the year, Alex emails me again. I had sent out a property of the week and it caught his attention, but it actually reminded him that he and I had spoken before. And he said to me, it reminded me that you and I talked and you were way cool and I did it on my own and it sucked. (laughs) So Can we chat again? So we got on the phone again, and long and behold, he not only jumped into one property, he's jumped into three. But what's so impressive is that he tried it on his own, and I'd have to say was successful at it. So without further ado, I'm just going to let Alex tell you his story, his journey, and really allow you to get to know Alex and what he's done for him. So without further ado, Alex, can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you. Alex, welcome to the epic Turnkey Real Estate Investing Show. Turnkey Tuesdays, welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Awesome, awesome. So let's jump right into it, Alex. Introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you, who you are, and what you're all about. Thank you for having me, first and foremost, Mercedes. Uh, my name is Alex, Alex Ramirez. I am 32 years old. I was born and raised in Los Angeles and California. And right now, currently, I'm working as a police officer. So I work in the area of Los Angeles. And, you know, it's a great job. I love it. You know, I work with a great partner. Um, it's it's fun sometimes. It's challenging at times. But overall, it's, it, I love it. It's a great job. Uh, I've been there for eight years already. So that that's also a great thing. And, uh, you know, I'm also married. I have my wife. Her name is Natalie. Uh, we both actually own our own agency, our home care agency. So we're getting that up and running. It's, uh, it's called Motherly Comfort Home Care. And we pretty much focus on veterans, uh, people with disabilities, uh, and the elderly. So Wow. Yeah, so she's mostly in charge of it. She's uh, she's. Uh, she's also works uh, another job as well, so she's uh, pretty busy. We're both pretty much really busy, and plus, you, you also know Mercedes. I have my uh, my investment properties as well here yeah. in California. We will, <laughs> so, we will absolutely talk about I mean, that. Yes. So, tell me a little bit about. I know you are a full time police officer. You work for one of the largest cities, I'm sure, of the United States. I, I would yes. probably argue that. Um, <laughs> and then she is full-time something else. And in addition, she runs a home healthcare agency. Like, when do you guys have time to breathe, let alone think about real estate investing? Well, it's, a, it's actually a home care, home care agency, not, not home health because of difference. Got it. So what is home care? Home care is just pretty much where we help them out with uh, daily life, daily living, for example, meal preparation, uh, bathing, dressing, uh, taking them to their doctor's appointments, uh, medicine reminders, just pretty much helping them live a, a, a normal life, an everyday life, just uh, as they would. Wow. Uh, wow. So, yeah. I just learned something and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you for your service. I had no idea that this business existed. Um, awesome. So you guys have been married for uh, how long? Uh, we've been married for three years, but we've been together for 10 years in total. Awesome. And you finally mustered up the courage to pop the question. Yes, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you are one of those analysis guys. So Yeah, analysis for analysis. Analysis for analysis. Awesome. So tell me, how did you discover Epic Real Estate and Cashflow Savvy? So this happened about four to five years ago. I was actually interested in investing in real estate, but I just didn't know how to do it or go about it. So I started asking people around, some of my coworkers who who had real estate, and I and I came across one coworker who had a uh, had a property with you, and um, he told me about uh, cash flow, and he said, "Go check them out, go online, give her a call, and talk to her." So I'm like, "All right, cool." So I give you a call, I talk to you, but then I, when when it was out of state properties, it just you know it just didn't at me to me at the time didn't make that much sense because I'm like I'm not gonna fly over there every day to, to, to go to these properties. And I was just like, Oh, out of state, 
no, I want to do in-state, you know, and uh, I think I came in there talking to you with a negative mindset about it. So I just didn't go through with it because I'm, I was thinking it's out of state. I don't want to fly out there. And then plus I didn't have the money just yet at the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just pretty much put it at the back burner and, you know, I totally forgot about that. And I ended up just doing my own thing here in California. Yeah. So I do remember talking to you. I do remember you being skeptical um, to a degree because you knew you wanted to do it. You didn't know how. And I remember I was super open and I gave you the pros and cons. And I remember you said to me, you know what, Mercedes, I'm going to go try this myself. Yes. And my instant thought was, you're a police officer. You're a newlywed you're going to go try it yourself and it's going to be hard, but call me, (laughs) call me when you're done. And I'd love to hear about your experience. So let's fast forward to that. Um, Uh What, what did you do? And tell me about your experiences doing it yourself, because I know when you came into my office after it was all done, you said to me, it's been hard. So yes, yes. All right. So, So, you know, after that conversation, I, decided, you know, I wanted to invest in in California. So I went and did my own research. I studied up on it. I ended up, uh, you know, I I did work. Uh, I saved up all my money. I did a lot of overtime. So I saved up a lot more money. Didn't buy no fancy cars, no jewelry, no, no, nothing like that. And I was able to finally purchase my own property, which was a fourplex. It was a multifamily home. And I was able to purchase that. Uh, I was able to get some cash flow from that. And, um, I ended up saving some more money and I bought my second property. Same thing, did the same thing, repeated the steps, and then I ended up buying my third one. All three were multifamilies. And let me tell you, I was I was managing all those three properties and it was hard. It was tough. You know, just trying to fix everything, getting those late night calls. And it was hard. Like I remember listening to podcasts of landlords talking about all all the uh all the all the negatives that they had. I'm like, I could totally relate to all that because that's how I felt. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was becoming stressful. So I had to, I was like, you know what? I got to sell the first property I bought. So I sold it and wow. I was, yeah, I sold it and uh, I had it for three years already. So I sold it and I said, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about going into um, flipping homes. I wanted to do that. Yeah. But then I started doing my research and then I also dealing with contractors and everything. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. And especially in California, because California homes are very expensive. Yeah. That's relative. So tell me what what was the price point of your of your properties that you purchased? The fourplex, that one, I bought it for three hundred and sixty. But that was like almost four years ago. Okay, you bought it for $360,000, four yes. units, and that was four years ago. Okay. Uh, four years ago. Okay. And what would be the value of that today? Because you sold it. So what is? I, what did you sell it for? So I sold that for 500 Okay. And that was in two years. Ladies and gentlemen, that is typical California <laughs> properties and California numbers, but you bought it at just the right time because you yes. bought it at the low of the market. So yes. uh, tell me about that. Did you buy it in? pre-rehab conditions did you buy it already ready to go what was that about? Uh, it was prehab so i still had to do some work on it no nothing okay. too major but i mean i i did some work on it some painting and kind of replaced a couple things and got it and yeah. did you do the work yourself or did you hire somebody to do the work for you 
I did the work myself, plus I hired somebody. So it was like side by side. I mean, I try to do some of the work as well to try to save up some money. Got it. Okay. Okay. So then uh, go ahead, go, go on with your story. So, um, so yeah, so once I sold the property, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned before, I wanted to do flipping for that. The homes were already too expensive and then dealing with contractors and, and, you know, time is of the essence. So I needed to make sure that because if the project lasted too long, that, that would have been profit getting cut from me. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was out of the question. And so there I am sitting with this money that I have and I didn't want to buy another property here in California because by, by now it's already too expensive. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. I don't know the stars aligned or something. <laughs> I received an email from you <laughs> and it was one of those, like, uh, uh, it wasn't like directed towards me. It was just more like, uh, like, you know, I had this property out here if you're interested. Um, and I was like, Oh, I remember Mercedes. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm honored I, that you remembered me. Yeah, I'm like Mercedes, the out-of-state properties. And by this time, I already had knowledge about properties. I knew about property management. I knew that, you know, I had more knowledge about it now, you know, and I also had the money now. Yeah. So I was, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, I told her about you and how we talked about Wago, And she said, well, you need to email her right now. And I said, okay, fine. I'll email, I'll email her right now. So that's what I did. And you got back to me the next day. And then I was like, let's set up that phone appointment and let's talk again. Yeah. I remember uh, when we talked again, you're like, you're actually calling me. I was like, yes, I actually call you. You book a call with me. I yeah. actually call you. Yes, <laughs> so yes. I called you. And then a little bit more to that, uh, you actually came into the office with your yes. wife. Yes. I invited you to come in with your wife because although she was in theory on the same page, I wanted you to really understand the power of what both of you can do. So you came into my office. uh, I had a whiteboard session with you. Tell us about your experience in that whiteboard session. It was like a mind blown. It was like, wow. (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. Just the fact that, um, the ability that you could buy properties out of state and make, uh, you know, by percentage, why make more money than you can here in California. Correct. And just the whole process of it, it, it just, it made total sense. And I was, I came out of there just like in amazement. Awesome. <laughs> like I was so excited. I was happy. I was like, let's do this. But at the same time, I was nervous. Yeah, I understand that. Tell us a little bit about, um, so you said, you know, you were excited. It was mind blowing just because you knew that the percentage that you were going to get back, although the numbers were smaller than what you're used to seeing here in California, you realized the percentage was bigger. So that I remember seeing your eyes open (laughs) and your, (laughs) your wife, I mean, Natalie was asking amazing questions. Um, But tell me specifically, how did I help you see that? What did I do so that you saw what was possible for you? Oh, yeah. So pretty much, you you know, you asked us about, okay, what's your goals? Um, what is it that you want to accomplish within the year? And you pretty much went in detail. You wrote it all down on that whiteboard and even the little drawings with the little houses. You set it all up and you said, okay, if you were to purchase this amount with the amount that you have, you'll get this many houses, right? And then once you once we established that, then this is the percentage you get. Even though it was minimal, 
yeah. every month that you were going to get. Yeah. But it, if you continue to buy, especially with, with the money that you have and you continue to save, that can accumulate. You can yeah. get more properties, which all that little bit that you get from each of those properties will end up accumulating to a larger number, right? Every month. Yeah. So it's important that we point out, Alex, and, and I mentioned this when you and I were sitting together with your wife, um, the cash flow number that you were getting, the amount of cash that you were receiving at the end of the month, let's just assume that it was $600 a door that you were receiving or a property that you were receiving. Yes. But you were only receiving a 3% cash on cash return, mm-hmm. where in the Midwest and in the South and with our cash flow savvy properties, you were actually receiving a 9% cash on cash return, but you were only getting $200 a month. And what matters, and I think I helped you see that the cash amount that you're receiving, the $600 a month, that doesn't matter. What mattered is the percentage that you're getting back for the money that you're investing. So I think that's what was eye-opening for you and Natalia. And I see you nodding your head and you're saying yes. So for our listeners- You're explaining that very well, yes. Yeah. Uh So it was very important to me that you and Natalia understood that. And furthermore, I remember- Uh, saying to Natalie, her name is Natalie. um, (laughs) I remember saying, I have to split you guys up on paper. And her eyes just like looked up because she didn't understand what that meant. And I said, the power of leverage. If I split you up on paper, you're going to be able to get to your goal a lot faster. Explain what I meant so our listeners understand. And I want it in your terms. Mm -hmm. So, Pretty much, uh, you know, like uh, to split it up, like, uh, you know, I get a certain amount of properties, which is uh, 10 properties. And then Natalie will also get her 10 properties. And by leveraging, we can we can increase our, our income a lot. Correct. More. Correct. And so the reason uh, I said the 10 is because right now, and I talk about this all the time, leverage is king if you do not over leverage yourself. And what I was saying was if you and Natalie split yourself up on paper, Mm -hmm. she can qualify for her own loans. You can qualify for your own loans. And if you were to do a conventional loan, so a Freddie and Fannie Mae product, you can get up to 10 loans individually with only 20% down. And right now, rates are at around a five and a half, six percent on a 30 year fixed. So it is insane if you guys were to do it together, which is why I specifically explained, let's split you up so we can maximize your leverage. And I congratulate you guys because you did just that. You're moving at the speed of instruction and you're following the rules. So um, I love that I was able to share that with you and to have you guys see the light, if you will. So let's fast forward a little bit. You decided, you said, Mercedes, I remember you said, I'm all in, let's do it. So what did you do? What have you acquired with Cashflow Savvy? So right now I acquired my first property. So that already closed. Yay. Yeah, Tell me about your excited. property. 
<laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I'll explain the whole process later on. But it, yeah, we got our first property already. We closed on that. And right now, once I saw how easy that was, I said, you know what, Mercedes? I want to buy like five now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so right and what now, did I um, say to you? And you were like, okay, well, let, hold on. Let's go ahead and uh, let's start. I'll send you some more houses right now. You pick them out and we choose and we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. And uh, so, so far right now, we're, we're in the process of purchasing two right now. Two more. Yes. So although I have you move at the speed of instruction, I make you move cautiously. (laughs) So we strategize. So we are currently in the process of strategizing your acquisition. And where are your properties that you have already acquired and the two that you're acquiring? Tell us a little bit more about those properties. So the one I acquired right now, it's in Alabama. And the two that I'm purchasing is also in Alabama as well. Correct. And where are your next ones going to be? Oh, not in Alabama, right? No, not in Alabama. So <laughs> awesome. whichever property you send me, recommend, that's where yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. So the point is, and, and I know you know this before our listeners, um, I already know that you and Natalie are creating a portfolio. So I am strategically setting up or helping you set up the portfolio because you still have to select the properties. Um in, uh, in a manner which diversification is solid in each market. So in Alabama, for example, you have lower price point properties, 80 to 100,000, and then a little bit mid to higher price point properties, 100,000 to 130,000. And so we do that in each market so that we can not only diversify markets, but we can diversify the price point of the property, which ultimately dictates the caliber of your tenant. So I'm big on smart diversification. Yes. Cool. So um, the property that you acquired the first one, tell us all about it. Cause I know you're in acquisition mode on the other two. Tell me about that first property. Oh, wow. It was uh, so, you know, like a, uh how you mentioned before, uh, once you, once everything is said and done, once you go through your, through the loan officer and you got all your paperwork documents ready, you get set up on a queue and you get to pick the property you want. Right. So once you pick the property after that, it, it was easy. It was just, you know, it was all through email. Um, you know, I saw the property, I saw the pictures, the inspection report, uh, we just, I kept in contact with my loan officer. I get in contact with the uh, property management team out there. It was just like, I was, I was surprised. I was like, this is, I mean, this is pretty easy. Like I even felt like I had to do more. I even <laughs> email them and tell them, Hey, like, uh, do you need anything from me? And then they'll message me like, no, it's okay. We, th- we got it. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's crazy how it was so easy to, to get everything just set up and, how easy it is. Alex, let me just tell you, it's easy for you. There is a lot going on in the background so that it is easy for you. And I don't have to tell you, you've already acquired a couple of properties in your own backyard and you saw how challenging that is. You see how much you have to do. So we do all that for you. We still go through the struggles that you go through. You just don't see it. We take care of it for you. And that's the beauty of working with us is that we do all of the heavy lifting for you. We take all of the headaches, but I do make you do some work. I do make you do your inspection. So tell me about that. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, you know, you, you, you send out an inspector to go out there and they do the inspection of the property and, you know, 
they're sending that information via email. So you look at all the pictures that they send you, this, uh, you look at the issues and everything. And so you already know uh, beforehand what issues the property has, if any. So, uh, and the property management team, they're great. They, if they see the issues, they'll take care of those issues for you. And, and if you have any, any problems that you want to fix, then you just let them know they'll take care of that problem. But, you know, you pretty much have to take care of it. You got to take care of that on your own. Yeah. And um, you also have the option to fly out there and check the property as well. Yeah. But I mean, me, I, I, I'd rather just, you know, stay in my comfort of my home. And I trust you, Mercedes. I trust your whole team. So I, I'll just look at the pictures. I'll say, OK, perfect. Cool. Uh, and I'll and I'll let them know. Okay, this is uh, this. Uh, these are the issues we have, and this is great, or, or not, and we'll just take it from there. Yeah, our, our teams are pretty amazing. It's taken me yes. a long time to create the solid, legit teams on the ground. So I do pride myself in our our teams, and I talk about that all the time. It doesn't matter how great your property is, how pretty it looks. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you have the white picket fence. If you cannot get your team on the ground to place a qualified tenant that pays rents and collects the rents by the property manager, it doesn't matter how pretty the property is. It's all about your team on the ground. So I do pride myself in our teams and I thank you for acknowledging that. I will say to you, Alex, I didn't choose the inspector for you. You get to choose the inspector. We send you a list of recommended inspectors and you actually chose a pretty uh, hard inspector, but we have good inspectors <laughs> and we were really thrilled um, to see our, our inspection report with few things on your property. So, uh, you know, inspections, I, I even did a whole podcast on inspections because inspections are inspections. And, you know, an inspector has to fill up 50 pages, uh, you know, reporting to you, the client, what the property is all about. And sometimes those 50 pages uh, don't always look so pretty. So I love that uh, you went through that whole process yourself. Yes. Um, so then tell me about the closing process. I know that you said, uh, you know, you reached out to the lender uh, and uh, the lender said, nope, I don't need anything. But then the lender had to reach out to you as well as our escrow and title to meet you for the signing of your documents because oh, yeah. the property is in Alabama and you live in Los Angeles. So tell me about that process. So pretty much uh, just overall, and, and like I said, it's it's been a great process. Uh, but when it comes to actually signing the documents, they send out a, uh, a notary. A notary, oh, yes. Yes, they send out a notary. Uh, to, so you can sign, you know, your packet of documents. So, yeah. I mean, every, like I said, everything is, it's set up, is set up for you to make the process very easy for, for you, for the investor. Yeah. So when the notary came over to my house, uh, she brought the packet of papers. I, we went through them, I signed them all and that was it. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I, I just, I feel so guilty because I'm like, I feel like I need to do more. <laughs> All right. So you close on the property. We sent you yeah. a congratulations email and you're on your own. You're a homeowner. Have, uh, do you have tenants in place? Have you collected your first rents? Tell me about that. Yeah. So we closed uh, on that first house. We closed uh, towards the end of February, beginning of March. So that was, that was the end of that. And then after that, um, I was in contact with the property management team and they were keeping me updated every Friday, which was awesome. 
And if I did have any questions, I'll email them and they got to me right away. Um, and they finally just got it tenanted. So, awesome. Yeah, awesome. they just got it leased and, um, you know, they, they sent me a message to send me the, the, the lease and I have it saved and we're, we're moving forward. And we're moving right along to property number two and three, which are closing probably at the end of next month. So I love it. I absolutely love it. Cool. Alex, so tell me, what would you say was the biggest challenge in this whole process? The biggest challenge, huh? Um, Wow. I mean, just jumping in, doing it. And trusting the process, right? Trusting the process, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just just doing it. Uh, I think that was the biggest challenge because I just felt like there was more to it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I just felt like there was a lot, a lot that you had to do, but I'm just so glad that I was able to, to talk to you and, and be able to meet with you and have you explain how the whole process is. Yeah. And it just made me more comfortable, but I will say, yeah, just the biggest challenge. And I think, uh, a lot of people will agree with, with me that the biggest challenge when it comes to anything like, such as this as investments is just jumping, jumping in, executing it. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. And many people are like you, Alex, that suffer from analysis paralysis. I mean, you can only read so much. You can only listen to so many podcasts. You know, you can only attend so many seminars. At some point, if you don't do it, it's just wasted energy on your behalf. You're spending all this time investing in education. But if you're not putting it to work, what's the point? So it took you a couple of years to come around, Alex, but <laughs> you came around. So I love it. Yes, I mean, yes. it took you five years to come around because yes, that's, that's how long ago it was that you and I first talked. Um, so Alex, when you were in the process and you had questions or you felt like you got stuck, mm-hmm. you know, you have a point of comparison because you did this all yourself. Um, and I don't know who you called when you got stuck or when something went wrong or when your timeline was out of proportion that was costing you money. I don't know who you reached out to when you were doing it on your own. But with us, when you had questions and you wanted to reach out to us during the process, what would you do? Yeah, like uh, I would uh, try to get in contact with you via either email or phone. And oh. you were you were on it. You were just, I would always get that email right away. And, you know, we'll set up an appointment to talk on the phone and... Whatever questions I had, you were always there to answer them. And let's say I had a question regarding the property. I just emailed the uh, the loan officer or the property management, and they were just just been great. They've been on there and answering all my questions that I have. They never left me uh, in the dark with anything. And when I was doing my uh, my properties here in California, it was tough. So it it was I was learning as, as I was going. So I was learning from my mistakes. I was learning from uh, a lot of mistakes that I, I mean, I did a lot of mistakes and, um, and, but that's how you learn as well. Right. And I didn't have, I, I did have someone that somewhat guided me and he was mm-hmm. my real estate agent, but, uh, pretty much I was on my own, uh, when it came to management, managing the property, finding the, uh, the, uh, uh, the contractor, uh, going out there, learning how to fix little things. I had to go on YouTube to, to learn how to fix whatever thing broke down or, you know, so it, it's uh, going through with you guys just been, you know, just a total blessing. Wow. Thank you. So when you said, you know, I learned from my mistakes, what did that cost you? Oh. 
Oh, it it, uh, it it cost it cost me uh, let's just say a pretty good penny at some mm. of some of those you know mistakes that yeah. Not to mention stress and sleepless nights, yes. right? Oh, oh yes, yes. Those calls <laughs> in the in the morning and just uh, one one that sticks out in my mind when you know when we had a lot of rain and one of the roof uh, didn't collapse, but it, there was like a big leakage and there was a hole in the roof and just to call in the late at night to go out there and fix it. It's like, how do I get, how do I go out there and fix it right now? Three in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Oh, wow. 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 That's, that's terrible. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you dealt with that and that it wasn't one of my properties for the no, most no, part. No, no, no. That was here in California. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what would you do different, Alex, from, you know, from this point that you're able to see in hindsight, you know, they say hindsight is 2020. What would you do different? What would I do different is uh, just, you know, I think I should have uh, just gotten more information instead of going in there with a the negative mindset, especially when I was talking to you about uh, the whole out-of-state properties, actually just kind of just went for it. I think, uh, you know, I probably would have many, many properties out-of-state now, yeah. and it's just it's just having a positive mindset overall and just really looking at things in a bigger context, bigger picture, instead of closing your mind. Hmm. That's interesting. So if you would give advice to a new investor that is considering getting started or an investor that wants to expand their portfolio, but doesn't know how, what advice would you give that new investor? The advice that I would give, uh, I would say, just do it. Like, uh, I know I've been hearing a lot of your podcasts and a lot of people have said, a lot of the investors have said, you know, just do it. And it's so true. It's like, you have to, once you think about it, just go out there and execute that plan. Don't, don't just, don't get analysis paralysis, execute the plan. You know, just like, for example, when, when I had asked my wife, should I email Mercedes? She said, do it. So I just went ahead and, you know, I, I said, okay, fine, let's do it. And look at, look at us now. So yeah. it, don't think about it too much. Don't, if this is something that you want to do, go in there and execute, execute that plan. Don't, don't hold back. Wow. Those are powerful words <laughs> coming from a gentleman that suffered from analysis paralysis. Yes. <laughs> coming from a gentleman that yes. I spoke to five years ago who said, <laughs> I got this Mercedes. I can do it on my own. <laughs> and now that you're working on property number three and you have a point of comparison, I'm honored that you came and gave me the opportunity to show you the power of what you can do if you open your mind, and if you just do it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Alex has said it better than I can ever say it. So Alex, thank you so much for not only giving up your morning to spend some time with me, but really for sharing just openly, authentically, candidly Mm -hmm. with everybody out there that has that little spark in their mind that they want to do real estate, but for whatever reason, they just haven't done it. So thank you, Alex, for being a guest on our show. And for those of you who are interested in making a difference to your financial freedom, I urge you to reach out not only to me, but just 
do your own assessment of where you are with your finances and what your potential is. So go to cashflowsavvy.com. That's savvy with two Vs. Download the Frustrated Investor's Guide to Passive Income, and you too can do what Alex and Natalie are doing for their lives. I will see you next time on the next episode of Turnkey Tuesdays. Is Wall Street failing to meet your expectations? Has your 401k tragically turned into a 201k or worse? Don't panic. You don't have a money problem. You have an idea problem. We're CashflowSavvy.com and we'd like to share with you a new idea how one small shift can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to CashflowSavvy.com to get this new idea that Wall Street doesn't want you to know about. CashflowSavvy.com. More control, less risk. CashflowSavvy.com.